Welcome to The Daily Cut, a podcast of Park Community Church. I'm Emily Suker. I'm the Associate Director of Communications at Park and a member and deacon of Park South Loop. Throughout the season, we want to create something consistent that would help add even a little sense of rhythm to life. And so, to do that, we created The Daily Cut, where we're posting a short devotional every day. We hope you'll join us and will enjoy listening. This is The Daily Cut, and I'm Emily Suker. Hey there. I hope you're doing well. I am typically the one behind the scenes of this podcast, so it's great to be with you today on the mic. I've been really excited about this little mini-series on our Daily Cut podcast, and I'm especially excited because today we're going to be talking about worship. I love worship. I'm one of the worship leaders at Park South Loop. Shout out to the South Loop fam. And my husband and I also started a monthly prayer and worship night that is obviously not happening right now, but it has been really great in the past. Worship through music is something very close to my heart, and I think it is such a wonderful, meaningful, and unique way to commune with the Lord. So first, what is worship? John Piper describes worship this way. He says, true worship is a valuing or treasuring of God above all things. And I just love that quote because it is. It is the expression of reverence and adoration toward God and a response to who he is and what he has done. And particularly with worship through song, this response is an overflow from our heart that manifests itself in singing out loud to the Lord. Which brings me to the next question, which is why? Why do we sing out loud? Yes, out loud to worship the Lord, both corporately and just in general. Now, there are probably a ton of reasons, but I'm just going to talk about a few of them. For starters, I would argue that it is biblical. We're given examples all throughout the Bible of people worshiping God through song. We see in Exodus 15, right after Moses parts the Red Sea, and they walk across on dry ground. The first response of Moses, once they make it to the other side, is to sing to the Lord. He says, I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. And then towards the end, you have Miriam singing over them. Sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. In Nehemiah 12, after the rebuilding and dedication of the wall of Jerusalem, it says, They dedicated with gladness, with thanksgiving, and with singing, and with cymbals, harps, and lyres. And we continue to get this amazing picture of choirs lining the walls of Jerusalem. And verse 43 ends with, and the joy of Jerusalem was heard far away. I mean, can you imagine that? These people were singing so loud. You could hear it from so far away. And then we have the Psalms, which are literally a collection of songs or poems that are meant to be sung. We also see Jesus giving us the example of singing worship to God just after they partake in the Lord's Supper in Matthew 26. It says they sung him together just before they went out to the Mount of Olives. Now that's kind of something else, just a group of men singing him together. And I would bet that they didn't all have great singing voices either, yet they still sang together. In Acts 16, we see that Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God while they were in prison. Colossians 3, 16-17 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. I mean, we clearly see people singing all throughout the Bible, and if their response to the Lord's goodness and faithfulness is singing, then so can ours. Another important aspect of worshiping through song is that it reflects the unity and beauty in God's creation. People often say that music transcends cultures and languages. And I think this is true. Let me tell you, there is something holy that happens when you're at a worship service in a completely foreign country and they are singing a familiar worship song in a completely different language. 
There's a spirit of oneness that hovers over the room and wells up within you that proves music really is something that unites us. And when it's the body of believers coming together to sing praises to our God with different voices, different languages, different parts blending together, it is a true picture of beauty and unity in God's creation. And we don't even have to be singing in different languages to see that. I could also go on for another 20 minutes about how singing reflects God's order in creation as well, but we can save that for the next time. Okay, next reason why worshiping through a song is important is because it helps form our faith and theology. How much easier is it to recall something when we put it in a song? We remember all the lyrics to our favorite songs from when we were five, but we hardly remember something we learned from school maybe just a few years ago. That's pretty significant. And when we sing, we aren't just offering words up that happen to be about Jesus. We're actually repeating over and over and ingraining in our minds truths about God and who he is that eventually won't just flow out of our mouths, but they'll flow out of our heart. The things that we sing stick with us, and it shapes our faith, and it shapes our theology, and it shapes what we think about God. And lastly, singing, praising the Lord, is something we are commanded to do, and it demands our participation. I think our culture has taught us that music is oriented around performance and not around participation. But this is not true. This is not what we see in Scripture. Psalm 151-6 says, Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in His mighty heavens. Praise Him for His mighty deeds. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him with trumpet sound. Praise Him with lute and harp. Praise Him with tambourine and dance. Praise Him with strings and pipe. Praise Him with sounding cymbals. Praise Him with loud, clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This is a call to participation, and I think this is something we do in other areas of our life and we don't even realize it. Like, why do we scream lyrics to songs at the top of our lungs at our favorite concert, but mouth the words quietly at our worship service? And why do we unashamedly throw our hands in the air when our favorite sports teams do something great, yet we shy away from throwing our hands in the air when we are singing and proclaiming the miracle and mystery of our saving faith? Worship is not a spectator sport. It requires our participation. It is right here over and over. Praise the Lord. It is not a suggestion or a recommendation if this is something you're into, or even an invitation to watch someone else praise the Lord. It says, praise the Lord, which means we need to praise the Lord when we are at home, feeling awkward and singing in front of our family or our roommates. Praise the Lord whether we feel like it or don't feel like it. Praise the Lord whether we are introverts or extroverts. Praise the Lord if we are in our deepest trials or greatest victories. Praise the Lord whether we are weary or on fire for Him. Because he has sent his son down to earth to die on your behalf, to save you from your sins, to cleanse you from all unrighteousness, and bring you into a right relationship with him. So sons and daughters of the Most High King, praise the Lord your God with all your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, with all of your strength, and sing and cry out to him at the top of your lungs because he is worthy to be praised. He is good and he delights in you as his children. Which I guess brings me to the question of how can we do this now? What does it look like in this season where we're not able to worship together corporately? First, I think that we need to recognize that it's not about the quality of our worship. It's about the object of our worship, which means it's okay if you're not a great singer. It's not about you. It's about God. But one way I think we can cultivate a spirit of worship right now is just to sing worship music regularly, or at the very least, listen to worship music more regularly. I realize that seems basic, but I think there is something really great about setting aside time to just sit and listen, hear the words wash over you, and take in the truths that are being proclaimed. Maybe find a phrase or a chorus to think about or meditate on throughout the day. 
Another interesting endeavor for all of my friends out there who are looking for a new hobby, try singing through the Psalms. This The best part about doing this at home is that no one will be able to hear you, and it can just be between you and the Lord. But this can be a really awesome thing to do, to just practice giving God thanks and praise through singing. And lastly, something I think we as a church are sometimes afraid to do is lift our hands in worship. I love the concept of raising our hands in worship because it's a posture of surrender. Maybe this is something to try out too. Sing a song with your hands open or raised, or even read through the Psalms with your hands open. And when we're able to meet together again, we will sing as loud as we can, and we will throw our hands in the air, and we will praise the Lord together as a body of believers. And I really look forward to when we are able to do that again. Well, thanks so much for tuning in today. I hope you all are well, and I hope you take some time to explore new ways of worshiping the Lord over the next few weeks. Join us tomorrow as we talk about the spiritual discipline of fasting. Stay tuned.